0: to do it by myself, um, like when I was home, and it sounded so bad. So. Oh
1: my god, I want to hear no, this. No, so it was like what? no, I can't
0: do it. I can't do it. I can't like. <laughs> First like an of an all,
1: asshole. you're like you gotta be. It's more throaty than that, and it's like kind of you gotta close your throat up in this sort of way. You're not like it's.
0: I you know what, I'm not a we already talked about this. Yeah. I'm not like a voice, but like you have those you can do those voices and stuff. That's why like you excelled so well in like uh what is that called where all the dorks get together and do comedy? Um Isn't that like karate? <laughs> yes,
1: no. I don't know where that came from. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it kind of felt like that after I was done with my first class. Improv.
1: You, oh, I love him. Yes, you excel.
0: So yeah, you excel at that, and you like. But I can't do that. Uh, I can't at all. So I,
1: I think you can. I just think you don't know.
0: Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. but I don't like yeah. to. I hated improv. I thought it was the worst thing that I've ever, ever had to do. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would like it, but I like, like, I love comedy, but I like, like, writing, like writing, yeah. but like doing it, it. Oh my god, the people that were doing it we were so. There's some really talented people. They were so over the top. Oh yeah, like with the voices and the this and the that, and I couldn't even. Hint- I'm totally
1: that person. 100. Exactly. You can't stand me. Is what you're saying? No. <laughs> Stop. No,
0: I, I like them my side as an ally um because i cannot do that stuff but i think it brings a good um dimension to our podcast speaking of last week's episode was my favorite episode ever oh
1: my god it was ever cracking that, me up.
0: I that you your you're reading of that my mom <laughs> and I listened that was the funniest thing I've ever ever listened to I loved it
1: my mom is definitely a fan of Peggy
0: now yeah that. yeah for yeah sure. she
1: yeah. loves Peggy. Oh
0: my, my mom is skeptical she does not love um I told you uh at, at the deli where they work they could not get they couldn't pull up anything else on the computer just kept opening up Robert the doll the, the page oh yeah yeah it just kept opening up and then uh, it would just it would only print that every time Debbie tried to print like any of the menus or stuff it would only print the Robert the doll thing so they have like 10 copies of Robert the doll and so my mom was like convinced they that probably they're... should
1: do a Halloween special uh, like Robert's special I love
0: that <laughs> yeah Robert's on
1: June okay <laughs> <laughs> is Robert Armenian I think he is he might be yeah, yeah. I think he is
0: um, Wait, yeah. is
1: this a Robert the Doll podcast
0: now? It's, uh, yes, it's a Haunted Armenian Robert the Doll podcast. Oh, yeah, I think I'm
1: in love with this. Very
0: thing. specific. <laughs> very specific. Yes. Yeah, so all you IANs out there, listen to us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, how was your week? My week's been great. Good. Yeah, I uh, Amos and her mom went on their annual fall color excursion, so um, I've had a little bit of alone time. Which has been fan fucking tastic. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been really nice. I've been playing with dolls and doing some like fun art projects with dolls and polishing rocks. You know, like I like to do and yeah, getting tons and tons of like puppy and kitty love. It's been pretty yeah, it's been pretty great. How was your week?
0: Good. I have um, I have a few friends now that are really into rocks. This is like a thing. I, I have one friend who lives on in Port Huron, and she um, dives like every day. That's like her thing. She,
1: um, oh, that's she, awesome. yeah. She's
0: that she dives like every single day still right now. And to, she's a crazy person. She, she loves it to get it rocks. Is- Yeah, yeah, but but it's really invigorating swimming cold. I don't know if you've done that before. You probably not. You hate the cold, but um, it's the most amazing feeling ever. Like jumping, yeah, like those the ice baths or like jumping in. I love it.
1: Don't believe
0: you. I love it. I love it. Um, Alice Levine does it. That's like her thing. She's like, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, actually, when I was listening to our episode from last week, that's what I was actually getting from my voices. Was like I was feeling a little Bella esque. (laughs) Actually, that. Yeah, because it's
0: kind of it was like a little Cockney, but like not but Essex Bella. Yeah, yeah, a little
1: Bella. Yeah. yeah, I
0: felt a little Bella when I was listening to it. That's so funny. Um, anyway, yeah. So, uh, and then I have another friend um, who uh, she. 100 percent sure. I think she like works. Um she's a nanny and works up north through the week, but she's sent me some pictures the other day of some really beautiful rocks. So oh, like, You're into so cool. rocks yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> all my friends are into rocks. Yeah, so. I mean rocks are fun. But, yeah. It's
1: a fun hobby. It really is. They're
0: rocks. But yeah, it's, I like I brought you a rock. I was really excited ro- about it's that a rock. Hobby
1: that rocks You're welcome. That was that was that was you are so terrible. <laughs> I'm I'm leaving. Um awesome. No. I think that's fair actually.
0: That's fair, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So. so, your week was good? Yeah, it was
0: okay. Um, I mean, again, I was kind of displaced this last month. Um, I'm going home tonight. So, I was staying at my mom's house. Um, I did go up to my aunt and uncle's house up in Port Austin, though. Beautiful rocks there. And uh, I got to see, and I also went to, um, my cousin goes to uh, Saginaw Valley. So, I went to her school. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I went to her dorm to check that out. And then picked her up and took her home and hung out with my aunt and uncle for a little bit. It was, um, so. an
1: Uncle Darwin.
0: Yep. Yep. So my uncle's a taxidermist.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: You know what that is, right? Yeah. So, okay, I so mean, I had Texas with me. Uh-huh. In Texas, in the room where he does the animals, oh, was like, Texas. what, like, the like him looking at all the faces and like, it was the, I, it was the funniest thing ever. Like, I don't spend a lot of time in that one room because, you know, I'm a little particular in that stuff, but, um.
1: It's it's their thing. It's their living. Age. I mean, listen. Okay, so we put up you know the mummy that we have. So we have a full size mummy that's really creepy in our guest room. Okay. Right yeah. Now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um. It's. I mean, it's taller from your party. Than, yeah. Yep. It's yep. taller <laughs> than me. I mean, it's like six feet tall. I mean, it's huge. Um.
0: Mummy party. You're looking at me like yeah, you your. Yeah, I totally your, lost it. <laughs> of that of that. Oh, that does like... happen. Yeah. Okay, so you put up the mummy taxidermy.
1: <gasps> oh, when we put it up. Yeah, so when we put that up initially, Echo lost his fucking mind. He I, would not go in that room. He would not go I would near the mummy. love to see it that. It was so... We were... We had to introduce him to the mummy and show him that it was okay. That is so cute. It was very cute.
0: Yeah, Texas was going fucking nuts. Like, he was literally, like, looking at all the animals, and like... And, like, like just... He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. Oh, it was so funny. Texas. And um, they have... So they have, like, a coyote infestation up there. I guess it's not infestation because it's where they live. But there's a, like, big packs of coyotes right now. And, um, oh my god, I wish I had the video of, um, how it sounds in the nighttime there. It's straight out of a movie. First of all, it's pitch black.
1: It's, it, like, Port Austin is so... Oh, yeah. And they're... There, well, yeah, I mean, up there they've got the nighttime preserve. I mean...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they're at the, with the up in the thumb with Mm -hmm. very little electricity. Yeah, for sure.
0: And they they live in an area where there's no neighbors. I mean, there's you know they just live it's and it's completely flat and black but like oh my god the coyotes make it so fucking scary they are like it sounds like hundreds of them all around you it, it it's wild but i love it up there i don't know it's really
1: it's, it's in a different kind of place that would be so fun and spooky to like be camping and i don't think you i'd know. camp
0: i i i mean not out there that i feel like i feel like texas would be bait i told him oh, yeah, yeah it would totally be, be bait, bait. like I don't know man my uncle you know he's um he obviously they lived up there for a long time but he's also a hunter and he said that um about a week and a half ago he was completely surrounded by coyotes, and he's like, normally they're really afraid of people, Holy but they're shit. just not afraid of people right now. Holy and he's shit. Like, like, he's he like, got I
1: got more numbers, motherfucker. Yeah, he's like, I
0: had a gun, but he's like, I got to tell you, man, my heart was going because I. He's like, I was completely surrounded, and I was like, I would fucking die. I would just fall, fall on the ground. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I'd I would literally just fall on the ground, or I'd just like try to machine gun shoot them. Like, brrr, like <laughs> I would never shoot anything, but sure shit, if I was stuck in like a bunch of coyotes, no, right there,
1: I can see right now, like just. Falling flat on your back and playing dead, like with your arms up and like acting like they're paws and just being like, "I'm dead." Yes. Oh my
0: god. Or trying to pet the fuckers. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know what happened, but it was scary.
1: Well, I so I told you like the time my cousin, my cousin loves wolves, Mm -hmm. and so her husband took her to a a wolf sanctuary, yeah. Sanctuary, yeah. And so when she first got there, like she dropped to her knees and opened her mouth and smiled really big for so. Because she had read somewhere that the, <laughs> that you want the wolves to come and lick your teeth. What? To get to know you. the, what? Okay, the, I, uh,
0: listen, listen. So the, but the
1: woman, the I don't woman think she's was, reading
0: the right stuff. So the
1: woman that brought her in was like, "What are you doing?" And just started laughing at my cousin because my cousin was like, "Well, I read that this is what you're supposed to do to get them to like you," and she's like, oh, "No, that's not true."
0: I bet that woman tells that story to everybody. What do you mean? You don't want anything to come, like your teeth. I don't even want a human to do that. Like, not even an attractive human. I mean, Texas probably has, to be honest, but like, still, I don't know that I'd invite it. Like, um, wolves are neat, scary, but neat. But scary, but neat. But I'd still pet it so I know I'd die like a bear. Oh my God, if there's ever a baby bear in my presence.
1: If there's a baby so bear, hard, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna die. 100%. Same with a tiger. I mean, you give me a wild cat, one hundred percent gonna get clawed to death because it's gonna be so cute. Oh, a
0: million percent. I
1: am gonna be like, Oh, you look like a big syzygy. <laughs> I just
0: I keep picturing like opening up like like I'll see it like on TikTok and stuff. I'm definitely on bear TikTok. 'cause, you know, like algorithm, everything you, you know, interact with, it kind of yeah. takes you. So I like interact with a lot of the bear videos, I guess. But um there's this lady who opened up a dumpster and there were like three baby bears in it. Which obviously means there's a mother bear around. Like there is no part of me that wouldn't crawl in that fucking dumpster and pick those bears up. Oh my God. I know I'd die, but <laughs> for that last few seconds, just imagine holding a oh, baby those bear. Oxytocin. I can't, oh yeah. Yes. Yes. So I don't know. That's what a way to go. Yeah. What a way to go! Brutal, brutal way to go though. I hear bear attacks aren't amazing, so.
1: I, I mean, I haven't lived through one. I haven't.
0: Now. I haven't. But um. But
1: I imagine that it would be pretty brutal.
0: Yeah. yeah but the bears, the baby bears. Yeah,
1: so cute.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So my week was okay. I did that. Um. I love going up there. Uh. I got my booster shot, so that's good. Uh, yes,
1: I did too. Yeah. That's Yay good. Us. So we're
0: yeah. Um We're I did have a dentist appointment where I had to get a f- new fitting for a retainer, so I do have a little bit of a Lisp. So I do apologize for all our listeners out there. Um it's uh, something I notice. You might not, but I definitely notice. Yeah,
1: I actually don't even hear it. So, oh, I do. It's yeah, yeah so it's saying, like, yeah,
0: I, I need to like clarify it because it's
1: annoying as fuck. But
0: other than that, um, yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. We have a really good Halloween party coming up. And yes, um uh, we were shits creek characters last time, and so we're still gonna we're gonna go yeah, as that. And we're it's, gonna be the shits. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm, ex- I'm excited for Rolanda. <laughs> Roland was. I still. know. I agree. Yeah, and Emo all of them. Good. Yeah, it's it gonna be gonna great. Be yeah, so awesome. Speaking of Halloween,
1: let's get to murder. Let's get to murder. Nicole, Evie, do you wanna tell me about your murder? <laughs> You're such an ass. I love that.
0: Yes. Um. So tonight I'm gonna be talking about Juana Barraza.
1: What?
0: So, quick question. Um, had you heard about her before I mentioned her?
1: I actually had. Yeah.
0: Right. Yes. So, slightly, like a little bit. Yes. But I don't. I don't feel like like I also listened to a couple podcasts about her today. But um, like she wasn't covered on MFM. She wasn't no, covered right? on morbid. She wasn't covered on any of the big ones. There was like a couple, and and her story is so fucking wild. Like
1: it's so wild and yeah. it's so interesting.
0: Right? Um, so just to uh preface here, um there are a lot of names in the story, and I'm not amazing at the pronunciation, so I do apologize. And um
1: also we'll do our best yeah. not to murder the Spanish language,
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Also, um I got my information from quite a few different sources. One of the things about this is like, there is a lot of different information floating around out there. Um, So, I mean, Murderpedia, Wikipedia, uh, there's a couple like, you know, sites that were just dedicated to her. And I listened to a couple podcasts too. So just putting that out there that I did kind of take information from a few different sources to try to get the story, like a whole picture, but you know how it goes. It's sometimes it's really hard to, get a whole picture from a bunch of different sources because sometimes the information is a little yes. different yeah so um yes. but I think I think what I have is pretty solid so okay. so um Juana Barraza was born Juana Dayanara Barraza Semperio in uh rural Mexico in Hidalgo um she was born in 1957 her parents were Trinidad Barraza which I really like the name Trinidad
1: I, you know I was actually just thinking the same thing you said that
0: um, I really, yeah, I think it's just a really great name, Trinidad yeah, Brazo. a police officer, and Justa Semperio, an alcoholic prostitute. Literally, that, I kept finding that. But let me just also, I'm gonna kind of go off track here a little bit. So her dad is um. There's a lot of, not a lot of information, but um, a lot of information about her. And in most of it, it says her dad was a police officer. But if you dig a little deeper, you find out that her dad was mostly full of shit. He wasn't really a police officer. He was actually like a security guard, sort of, for some local farms. Okay. So he was a farmer himself, which is, you know, a great job or whatever i'm not saying that but like he wasn't an actual police officer but it like kind of like went through that like and and he has like changed the narrative a little bit but they were all pretty bad people she had a really rough childhood so i don't think he gets to say that he was a police officer he was yeah he was kind of just like a local dude who went around and was kind of like keeping He was
1: like the guy who said i'm the law around here son well yeah
0: i mean he really what he was doing was um basically like a guard for some local farms. So anyway, I just wanted to say that because I learned a little bit more about him and he was kind of a piece of shit. So, but he was also like changing that narrative a lot saying he was a police officer. So just take that with a grain of salt. Um, Got it. Yeah. So a few months after Barraza's birth, uh, Justin, uh, Justa abandoned her husband to begin an adulterous relationship with Refugio Semperio. Um, He's a married man. Who ended up being uh, uh so he ended up actually being um so justa was her mom, justa's mom's boyfriend at one point. So it was not her stepfather, but it was her mom's boyfriend. and she ended up in a relationship with him. So there was definitely some abuse going there because um, she was really young when she got like when she yeah. was pregnant in the first place. there's yeah. not um there's I couldn't find it in like an exact age but assuming she was pretty young there and then she ended up with what was kind of like her stepfather so there's some abuse there um and you know he was also like a father figure so uh kind of kind of gross and another thing I have learned too with a lot of these stories there's a lot of misogyny the way that women are talked about versus the way that men are talked about is very different so I'm trying my best to actually like acknowledge that and say like no these men weren't like, yeah. like they talk about that man. It's like, um, he was like a father figure, and then yeah. he took care of her, and then he married her. Yeah.
1: No, that's no, abuse. Father figures don't <laughs> marry their daughter. Figures. Yeah, but like that's, yeah. I mean, that's
0: legitimately what they're saying in a lot I, of these totally, articles. I know yeah. what you're
1: saying, and it is, it is hard sometimes to like kind of parse out the all the different isms that yeah. are like well weighing yeah. down like the perspectives on some of this yeah stuff, you know
0: it's it's hard it's not it's really hard to do in a comprehensive way so i do apologize i'm a little all over the place but i was working really hard to try to like acknowledge that because there is so much rooted deep rooted misogyny in all of these articles about her that, like, I needed to check it a little yeah, bit. No, yeah. Not that, like, it's my place, but, like, still. It was, like, they that were really, yeah, like, making sure. these men out to be, like, good men. Like, a very, cop yes. and a stepfather into this. And very I'm, like, paternalistic. No, they're yeah. very,
1: it's a yes. very, yeah. Yeah, because, so. I mean, like, cause the stuff that I read about her <laughs> yeah. previous to any of, like, what you're telling me now is, like, that he was just an abusive piece of shit. Yeah, well, this so. is, so this
0: is, um, <laughs> so this was, um. Uh, so um Baraz is, you know, um, wa- uh, Juana's, like, mother's boyfriend. So he did eventually kind of have a stepfather role to Juana. in throughout her life, it does seem like he was fairly consistent. But the fact that he also had a stepfather role to her mother and then ended up marrying her says right, everything. Right. So, yeah, so it's it's a little mixed because with with Juana, he was he was consistent in a sort of like a more father figure role. But the fact again that he, he it was the same with her mother, and he ended up marrying her. Says so you know okay, tells yeah, us yeah, that. Yeah. so. Anyway, um, uh, so as a child, Brazza never learned to read, so that was a big thing. She was um functionally illiterate her whole life, and um. You know, she had a, like, just a really abusive, a really chaotic childhood. Uh, they said, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking, one of the, um, uh, um, she's actually a, a mental health advocate in Mexico, was talking a bit about um, her story because she actually interviewed uh, Barraza later on at present and was talking about her. But um, she's found out like f- the formative years between like three and six Um, There was just so much neglect. She never had any, like, she didn't go to school. She didn't have any kind of, like, any influence there. So she never, she was, like, functionally literate. Um, There was a lot of abuse. And it was just a really fucking brutal childhood. Um, Her mom was a very, very, like, she was abusive and she was an insane alcoholic. I mean, she was so bad with alcohol that it is like And one of the biggest known things about um Barraza is that her mom eventually traded her daughter, traded Juana for three beers to this man. And like literally to this man uh Jose Lugo uh for three beers who was he was basically a pimp but he um was uh you know Juana's mom's friend and so yeah so she traded her for three beers so Jose Lugo ended up in uh, or well Braza ended up in Jose Lugo's care at the age of 13. So care in uh, yes quotes. that's what i mean in yeah. her care. Um cuz the same thing like they kind of make it out like it was he was like like it was a relationship. You know um he did he abused her for years. He impregnated her twice when she was 13 and 16 years old. Both pregnancies resulted in miscarriages um obviously so you know going from a very fucked up childhood to a pretty fucked up like preteen and teens too so um uh eventually Barraza did leave him though and she did leave for Mexico City um her mom did die of uh cirrhosis of the liver she died pretty young and um so yeah Barraza basically like packed up took off left um she uh there's not a lot of information there. Like when she first got to Mexico city, um, it talks about like she had a variety of jobs, uh, a little bit of house cleaning. She sold fruit on a stand on the side of the road, kind of things like that. But during that time, she also worked at a concession stand for, um, uh, do you know, have you ever heard of the luchadora, like Mexican wrestling? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically for like Mexican wrestling events, she worked at the concession stand. Okay. Now, um, She was actually pretty tall. Like, she is pretty tall. Uh, Like, her physique is pretty, like, you know, especially um, for women in – like if you look up like this statistic she's way on the taller like the bigger side so she was noticed as a when she was working the concession stand she was noticed and um she was kind of like scouted out to you know a couple of the people who coach there talked to her about becoming um, a luchadora okay yeah and so um she decided to try it out and really kind of found her Found her groove. Um, during that time, too, she did end up having a few different children from a couple different men. Again, that's there's not a lot of information there exactly, like who these men were and whatever. Um, she had four kids altogether. Her oldest son was killed at a pretty young age um, in a, a like a gang street fight mm. that she did see, so it was pretty traumatic. Ugh, but yeah, um,
1: that's awful. Yeah,
0: so kind of like that was all happening around that same time. So um so she's working in the concession stand, she gets kind of scouted, I guess you would say, because you know, like I said, her stature, like look her up, her stature, like she's, she's oh, fucking for sure, tough yeah, looking. Yeah, she's tall. Yes. She's got kind of like that. So um they were like, you'd be a perfect Luchadora. And she actually was, and she's sort of flourished there, right? So um it's it's very similar to American wrestling in the way that it's it's scripted, but um still same thing like it's physical there could definitely be injuries there have been deaths uh also most of the luchadores do wear masks costume is a bit Which more of a thing part there Part of what
1: makes it so fun yeah, yeah. so
0: she um she really like kind of like i said to flourish there she named herself um uh, La Le, Le Dama del Silencio which is the Lady of Silence an alias well, she chose let's yeah.
1: face it that actually is pretty apt
0: yeah well she chose in reference her, 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 own, her own shy silent personality
1: she was pretty like she was pretty quiet you know Um, and she certainly silenced a few people brutal saying
0: um one little thing i thought was really interesting so there are two types of luchadoras um there's the rudos and the technicos okay and so the rudos are like the bad guys so those are the guys that like to break the rules and do the stuff and the technicos are the good guys the guys that... and um there was an interview with her it's kind of a famous interview it was actually two filmed two weeks before she was caught um when asked what kind of luchador she was and she answered definitely rudos
1: <laughs> so oh definitely
0: yeah um but so this is like her 20s and 30s you know and you know after a while like the wrestling start starts taking a little bit of a toll on her so she's still trying to like make other money she did so wrestling paid fairly well better than a lot of things but it was still um I can't remember the amount of pesos but I remember it averaged around like 40 to 50 dollars for a match right so it was pretty decent money but she also had to have other jobs and stuff like that yeah um but physically the wrestling takes a big toll yeah um and then uh you know she decided to she, she tried to like make other money she tried to do other things then she ended up uh, meeting a friend um aracelia tapia martinez and they decided to hatch a plan which would basically be burglarizer, bur- burglarizing homes Okay. So, um, Aracelia wanted to steal from the elderly. She had this idea that the two would dress in white clothes and pretend to be nurses, gain access to home with elderly people living alone, and then robbing them. And, you know, because especially they're women. And so people would let them in pretty often. And so, yeah.
1: Serial killers can't be women. I mean, burglarizers.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um so they did do that for a while but then uh Tapia was also in a relationship with a corrupt federal police officer Moises Flores Dominguez and um he, at at that point like Tapia and Dominguez Dominguez I'm so sorry it's hard for me it's okay. I'm not great at that yeah so Tapia and Dominguez um uh at some point concocted a plan you know while the three of them were all doing that to um uh basically get you know um extortion like with Bar- with a uh, braza like try to make her like as the kind of the fall guy okay so they kind of like concocted this plan to um basically say like we're gonna we're gonna blow up this whole operation if you don't do this with us but give us so much of the portion and since he was a police officer they kind of had that leverage yeah so it was kind of i know i feel bad but also like <laughs> the way that she handled it was <laughs> <laughs> so they did that for a little while, but um, you know, and so she was kind of stuck in the situation where she was like paying all of this money to them, and since he was a police officer, she was like stuck and having to do it still, like robbing people. So eventually, I mean, what a
1: lifestyle to get stuck in, right? It, like, yeah, so she started to I rob, to yeah, keep robbing people.
0: But I have to give so to my, I partner. can
1: give it to the <laughs> partner. Yes,
0: exactly. So it was a really like shitty situation in general, and she was still trying to wrestle at the time. Um. But it all kind of came to a head where she ended up having a pretty bad back injury and she was stuck in the situation. And she wanted to get out of it. And so she decided to start like going off on her own. And her first time she goes off on her own, her robbery turned into murder. And that was on November 25th in 2002. So they've been doing this for a while. 2002, she does this and she ends up murdering an elderly woman. And she realizes she can do it pretty easily because she's super fucking tall and strong.
1: Yeah, and yeah. she can do those locks, those, like, right? Locks and, and,
0: and and that's shit. actually a big, um, like most of her murder victims were murdered by like strangulation and stuff like that, and and f- murdered by like also like household items, so like uh like pantyhose or like cords or things like that. So she was, yeah, so
1: like weapons of opportunity. Yeah, so she yeah. definitely.
0: It, I mean, there's a lot of talk about it, but it doesn't seem like she thought things through, like, ahead of time. Like, she just got in there, did it, got it fucking done. She was trying to get out of the situation. She was
1: a very organized killer. Yeah.
0: she She was trying to get out of the situation with her, you know, her old partner and her new, that, you know, her cop boyfriend and wrestling and this. She had the back injury. Um... Uh, so Brazo was known to approach her victims on the street or knock on their door, pretending to be a city council nurse or a social worker. Initially, she would disguise herself by simply dressing in like white clothes. But later she acquired a genuine nurse's uniform. Depending on the victim's wealth, she would gain their trust and um, get into their homes by offering massages or help and obtaining like medicines
1: or subsidies, like just offering to help out. Let's do this. <laughs> Right. Just a billionaires. Like, right. let's just the billionaires. Eat
0: the fucking rich, whatever. <laughs> um, If her victims were distracted, she would strangle them directly. If not, she would beat them first using moves learned in her wrestling career. Oh yikes! Which, it's so scary and not funny at all. No, but so scary thinking about her, like fucking. You know, because you see wrestling like that, like jump I'm on like, like over, the whole, like yeah,
1: like rah!
0: So, um, is she? though she carried a bag with medical tools as part of her disguise Brazza usually strangled her victims manually or with a ligature taken from the victims own home like what I was saying um, and she would leave them at all at the crime scene so she's like left things too it
1: just doesn't even sound like this is all about burglary at this point it, you know what well, I mean well like- also
0: so it gets into that she also robbed the victims after killing them mostly for her own gain but she would also keep some of the items as trophies um, all of Brazza's victims were women over the age of 60 and the, most of them lived alone but I think that. That's more just opportunistic. Um, uh, And there was a lot of abuse reported in these cases, too. So abuse before. Now, if you remember, she lived like a really fucking brutal childhood and she had a lot of abuse. Her mom sold her for three beers. Right. So I feel like there is definitely like, you know, thinking of like women in, um uh any kind of position like older women sure. or anything there's obviously some sort of like hatred towards older women mom so, issues
1: yeah yeah
0: for sure um uh then gets a little bit into the cop so bernardo batiz the chief prosecutor of mexico city initially profiled the killer as having a brilliant mind being quiet careful and clever and probably um struck after a period spent gaining trust of the intended victims uh officers investigating suspect suspected that she posed as like a government official or like asking people to send her for welfare i
1: mean they weren't too far off on some of them
0: well no but they were pretty far off on who they were looking for they were definitely looking for For a a a man yeah yeah um and then so there were also a lot of sightings of her too coming out like you know this is a lot of her so at in the beginning, all of her murders happened in the day, right? Because of when she was like going in, you know, she obviously a government worker isn't going to come at night, so come in the day. So there were a lot of sightings of her, and people were saying like, no, it's a woman. But then it, because they were so unwilling to think a woman could do this, that's when they started saying transvestite. And they were using that word. That's their word, not mine. So
1: like so, were they initially saying like a man dressed as a yep, woman? Yep.
0: Or they or were
1: transvestite.
0: Or transvestite. Okay. Or like they were using these to um like basically they were doing sweeps of like the um the queer community at the time, finding anybody that could pass as anything other than just like you know, like a straight looking cis head man
1: or whatever. They just... never thought to look in the wrestling world. <laughs> so
0: no, but it's it's pretty brutal. Like a lot of a lot oh, of LGBT sure. no, people not. were like, no, they were using it as an excuse. Cause they weren't even like talking about a serial killer. They weren't like really thinking about what was going on. They were just honestly thinking like there was like a you know a queer man or a well they again they said transvestite breaking in and rabbing these women and it was just an excuse to you know, round up queer people, queer identify people. and right. Yeah. So it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Also, again, homophobia strikes again. Oh, yeah, totally. Right? 100%. Yeah. The search for Brazo was complicated by conflicting evidence. At one point, the police um, hypothesized that two killers might be involved. Um, and then there was also, like, some odd coincidences. And this is something they talked about a bit in the podcast too. Um, three of the victims owned the same painting. Now, I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. But the police were, I mean, like, reading into it a little bit. So they were thinking, like. So, like, replicas of
1: the same painting? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay,
0: so it was um, an 18th century painting by um, French artist um, Jean-Baptiste Grez. It's the boy in the red waistcoat. It's, it's just one of those random Super kind of coincidence. random coincidences yeah and so
1: they, they thought oh yeah a connection
0: but i mean that could read a lot of different ways so like you could read into like okay well maybe they go to the same place maybe they uh frequent the same social circles or they have the sort of like same social agenda or whatever you know to own the same painting or whatever or maybe they have the sort of same um uh, like, artistic interests. Sure. For, yeah. Like, cultural interests. I don't know. Sure. But chances are, she just murdered a lot of fucking people, and three people ended up having that painting, for whatever reason. Right. But, yeah. but the police were like, what, what does this mean, you know? Um, And again, they're still looking for there's you know, again, there were still looking for a transvestite killer or a, you know, a homosexual man or a, just a man. Like, could never crossed their mind that it would be a woman killer, right? Of course. Um, you know, eventually the authorities were heavily criticized uh, by the media for dismissing evidence. You know, at that point, they weren't even really saying serial killer. They were still saying like media sensationalism. It might not be a serial killer. These could all just be like separate murders. Yada yada. It was just a big mess. Um,
1: yeah, all these old ladies just happened to end up dead the same way. It's totally, you know.
0: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> One of the one journalist described it as a ham-fisted and unproductive swoop on Mexico City's transvestite prostitutes. <laughs> I really like Aww. ham-fisted. <laughs> i do too yeah so i mean it just you know and again
1: i just picture a fist made of like actual ham this is 2005 with slices coming off yeah
0: 2005 so it's it's such a like like it seems like it would be something so long ago but no um uh, by November 2005, the Mexican authorities were reporting witness statements to the effect that the killer wore women's clothing to gain access to the victim's apartment. Again, because they would not acknowledge the fact that a woman could do this, they were like, it is yes. a man dressed in women's clothing. Yes. Yeah. Um.
1: It has to be one of those sick queer people.
0: Yeah. A major breakthrough in the case did occur, though, on the 25th of January in 2006. Uh, suspect was arrested, fleeing from the home of the serial killer's latest victim, Ana Maria de los Reyes El Foro, who lived in the um, uh, um, Venustanio Carranza Borough of Mexico City. El Foro was 82, and she was strangled with a stethoscope. Oh, yeah, um, I listened, you know, I, again. But I, she managed to, like, escape? No, no, no. So, so she was a landlord, actually, and her tenant saw oh, okay. somebody run, like, leaving the house pretty quickly with a couple bags, and, um, just kind of, like, thought it was suspicious, ran in, found the, her, you know, his landlord on the ground, called the police, and luckily the police were right in the area, and they ended up, um able like they were able to catch her pretty quickly so wow. yeah um to the surprise of many mexicans uh who had supposed the killer to be male the suspect detained was juana barraza 48 years old a female wrestler known professionally as the silent lady <laughs> <laughs> witnesses at previous murder scenes had described a masculine looking woman but police had previously looked at transvestites again their words not mine um although they later admitted that the former wrestler resembled composite images of the suspect. So, again, homophobia ruins the party. Again, right? So in so
1: many different ways. So many different ways, yeah.
0: Um, Baraza closely resembled a model of the killer's features, which showed um, close-cropped hair, uh, dyed blonde, a facial mold, and was carrying a stethoscope. Pension forms and a card identifying her as a social worker when she was detained. So, like, there was no question, right? So they were like, "Okay." Mexico City prosecutors um, then fingerprints fingerprinted her, and she was connected to at least ten murders, ten murders, and as many as possibly forty. It's
1: that's so crazy. For, possibly forty. Yeah. I mean, she's like the killing, like wrestling. Mama. Well, they say like that she probably
0: there's like it's it's average, well what they think is like 51 murders. Murder, Mama. Yeah. But she was um closely connected to 10, but they say about 51 is wow. what she probably did. Um That's she, pretty fucking prolific. Yeah, she's said to have confessed. To murdering Alforo and three other women, but denied involvement in all other killings. She told reporters that she had visited Alforo's home in search of laundry work and that she just, like, snapped, whatever, so. I mean, she
1: wasn't using Tide Pods. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What else are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, so I, it does get into it later where they talk, you know, where they do interview her. There's a um some really great like podcast episodes about her. And there's this one woman who's actually able to get an interview. And in during the interview, she does talk about like she just had, you know, like older women were a trigger for her. She had such an abusive yeah, life growing up.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's interesting though that like our first Halloween ever, uh, we also did women who killed uh Old people. Well, hold, I got something even better with this. So. Oh, no, there's more? Yeah, so oh. there's a little bit more. Oh. Barraza
0: was tried in the spring of 2008. Um, the prosecution alleged that she was responsible for as many as 51 deaths. She admitted one murder. Um, told the police that her mo- motive was lingering resentment regarding her own mother's treatment of her. Um On March 31st, she was found guilty uh, of 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary, including 11 separate counts of murder. She was sentenced to 759 years in prison. Um, Since sentences imposed in Mexican courts are generally served concurrently but the maximum sentence under Mexican law is 60 years, she will most likely serve the full sentence in prison. So now she's in prison, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And... um, Mexico actually has some really progressive, um, some really progressive, like, uh, prison techniques, right? Okay. So they do, um, this one thing where they like match prisoners up with other prisoners and to see if there's some sort of like uh opportunity like for like a com- companionship <laughs> a lot of oftentimes with men and women. So she has been what? married and so yes, like yes, yes, hooking yes. people up yes, it's, like, yes. a
1: prison pipeline for like dating. Yep.
0: And it, it does often resort is result of
1: fish is now plenty of prisoners. Like, <laughs> result <what>? in
0: marriage. <laughs> And they have joint marriages. So, like, the whole, like, there will be, like, a bunch of weddings on one day. She was, in fact. Oh, I
1: thought you were, like, saying that they can do, like, poly. Oh, not
0: poly. No. But she was married on one of those, like, joint wedding days to this man. But she was only married for a year and a half. And she had only met him four times. So, she did get a divorce. But also. Did did
1: they ever get to consummate? mm,
0: I don't think so. It doesn't. They don't. I didn't read that they did or didn't. But I don't think so. I'm just curious.
1: But also I she mean, what's has What's the point of letting them get married if they can't also like, you know, yes, seal the deal. She
0: does have a job in prison. And her job is to walk the elderly. Oh no shit. I swear to no God. Shit. Her job is to walk elderly women in the yard to get them outside. That is her job.
1: I wonder what she feels like when she looks in the mirror at her elderly. Self. Well, she's set. Well, she's I mean You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But she I mean, well, I I just say that because I mean I like I know what it feels like as an aging as a woman who's aging, obviously. Like, you know, you look in the mirror and like there are those moments where you're like, you feel, you know. Like you're still a young woman, and then you look in the mirror and you're like, Whoa, uh, big and old. Yeah. so I wonder, like, how that, sure, that sure. kind of hits her." Sure, sure. Stuff. So she, um, yeah. So that is her job,
0: and she's uh, apparently she's she's um not super happy with it. She says a lot of the women don't. She doesn't feel like they respect her, I wonder and she why. said they're really difficult to deal with. So like she's dealing with like all like walking these older women in, in, yeah. the, in the, the the courtyard or yeah. the yard or whatever and i don't yeah. know it was really interesting That's um she
1: is still alive today she's in mexican prison i mean it's almost like one of those like uh community healing yeah. kind of experiment
0: yeah it seems like their policies are kind of progressive which i don't know for sure i mean this is just what i was reading about a little bit today sure it seemed like to have those i mean our the u.s prisons are we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of programs we have some but not a lot yeah, no. but yeah apparently yeah. she's allowed to walk the elderly um and she also is known for her tacos she is apparently a pretty good cook uh she does have a side hu- hustle selling tacos on the side i guess but apparently <laughs> guess she's known for her side hustles yeah
1: street tacos there right no i, mean, what are they, sell tacos? I guess no, yeah no? sell tacos but uh, they're probably
0: delicious yeah. i don't know i'm not gonna lie so so that is the story um Juanabraza, Juana yeah, crazy as fucking story. Epic. It's, I mean, you can find a couple of her interviews, but uh, they are all in Spanish. Um, it seems again like it seems like it's like from
1: the like the fifties,
0: but it is yeah fairly totally recent. Is. Yeah,
1: but um yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, like I. I didn't realize how recent it was. Like, I've, yeah. I'm aware of it and everything, but I didn't yeah. realize that it was that recent. When she you is said alive in yep. the early 2000s. I was like, wow. Yeah, she is alive and in prison. Not so long ago. Yeah, I really, was thinking like 1950s yeah, for some nope.
0: reason. Really fucking fascinating. So, really sad. A lot of abuse. Again, like Definitely I said, it's sad. it's hard to get these, it's really hard when you're researching these stories because there's so much information. Um, I was telling Evie today when I got all my information together for this story. Um, there's a Criminal Minds episode based on it, and all of a sudden, I started doing all this research, and I got all these, like, really fun, interesting, weird facts, then I realized that I was actually on the Criminal Minds Wikipedia, so I was doing their episode, and it was not factual at all, so I had to redo it all and listen to the podcast and stuff, but it's it's hard to, like, get all of this and, you know, kind of so you know, I feel like I did, I did my best in it, and this is the I think most, you did a great job. Yeah, this is the most accurate I could find. But her story, regardless, even if even if some of it's true, some of it's not, it's still wild as fuck. So it's a wild yeah. ride. Wild ride. God, I love that song. Same, so good, so good.
1: Okay, uh, perfect nanny. Oh. So fitting, though. So good.
0: As soon as I read about her, I was like, that song's been in my head. Yeah, me too. For the whole week. Yeah.
1: Yes. So now I'm going to tell you all about Nanny Doss.
0: the giggling granny. The giggling
1: granny. Give me a
0: giggle. <laughs> Ew giggling is so gross it's such a gross word too like,
1: i love giggles I <laughs> think, giggles are great and i love giggling so i get up back you
0: just said that literally you belong in jail for that alone prison fbi okay but Chair, she was also electric. called
1: the lonely hearts killer like the that. original black widow Ooh. arsenic annie <laughs> and lady bluebeard not sure why but Lady Bluebeard. Real pirate vibes. Real pirate vibes. Um, Her birth name was Nancy Hazel. She was born on November 4th, 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama, which is now a part of Anniston, Alabama. Al- Alabama. Alabama. You know,
0: there's She's a lot you could an say. Alabama slamma. There's a lot you could say about Alabama, <laughs> but I will say that I was lost there once. And I was in the back roads. And that is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: I, I, I think Alabama is one of the states I have not been it's, to. It's, I mean, obviously,
0: everything about Alabama screams, get the fuck out of Alabama. But I will say, um, I was driving back from New Orleans. This is before, not before GPS, but like before GPS. You know yeah. what I mean? When you're like driving map with class. like a fucking map class. And my back girlfriend and I- Guide was a thing in LA. My girlfriend and I were- <laughs> In the back roads and driving through. And we were lost, but we were like, we're lost, but this is the most beautiful place we've ever been. And it is, I mean, real, it's a stunner. Real stunning. Stunning state. Pretty. Stunning state.
1: Yeah.
0: Fucking history, but stunning state. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead, please. Okay. Alabama slamma.
1: So she was an Alabama something. She's uh, in the, <laughs> she was not the Alabama slamma, but go ahead. She was born to Louisa Lou Holder. And James F. Hazel. She was one of five kids. She had one brother and three sisters. Uh, Both Nanny and her mom hated her dad. Yeah. They hated him. I hate him already. He was an alcoholic, abusive, controlling piece of shit. Uh, He would force his children to work on the family farm instead of attending school, which resulted in her poor academic performance. It said in different articles that I read, it said that... um, the highest she ever got in school is like grade six. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's it, it is hard. I will say when you're researching these, yeah. The, the, there's so much. There's so much information. information. Yeah, that it's hard to like to to decipher it. what's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, so, so if I'm it. repetitive, I apologize. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It is what it is. It's murderpedia, baby. Uh, at age seven, while the family was taking a train to visit relatives in southern Alabama, Nanny hit her head on a metal bar on the seat in front of her when the train suddenly stopped. And so, after that, for many many years, she suffered from really really bad headaches, blackouts, and depression. Okay, I'm so sorry to do this, but I just have to say um, one thing you notice in a
0: trend with any any like any kind of like murderer stuff. Head injuries, and I just want to say, like preface, like not preface, but like the lady that I was talking about before, Juana, wrestling, a lot of head injuries.
1: And here I thought you were gonna go with a low hanging fruit and say, did you just tell me that nanny nanny got a boo boo? <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> um, that is actually really good. But head injuries, I mean, but that's even like men, a lot of murderers. There's there that is a common theme. Yeah, head like a severe head
1: injury for sure. Wrestling well, and she, severe head injury. She does. She not she eventually ended up blaming like her mental instability on that head trauma that she yeah suffered as a I, kid. I, I
0: mean yeah it's it's fucked but like also it's legit there is something to be said oh absolutely for this, yeah i mean so anyway. there is
1: a yeah i mean they've done studies on like uh football players yes. and and like people wrestlers, wrestlers who yeah. experience i can't even remember what the the syndrome is called or whatever yep but, i know it too but yeah. i don't know it, but i do yeah anyway go ahead okay so uh, when she was a kid, one of her favorite things to do was read her mom's romance magazines and, you know, all those pulp fiction type yeah. romance things back in those days. Sure. And she just, all she dreamt about was her romantic future. Like, she just could Aww. not wait to fall in love. So, uh, eventually, like, one of her favorite things was to read the Lonely Hearts columns, you know, the yeah. Dear... Lovely not hard. yeah
0: yeah yeah like yeah. the the um singles ads I'm, in that
1: yeah i'm a single woman here in. Oh, i don't even know what what alabama 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 oh, an alabama and that's not an alabama accent but i'm i'm doing something southern that's an alabama accent if I is i've ever it? heard one i don't hmm. know i don't know i don't know alabama you tell me i don't know the syntax as well okay so you know what <laughs> So she wasn't – she and her sisters weren't allowed to wear makeup. They weren't allowed to dress cute. I mean, her dad was super strict. Oh, men. He, yeah. He didn't want, you know, his daughters to be molested by men. But by the time she was a teenager, she'd already been molested by, by men. men, but- Several, you know, family friends, you know, family members, um, that kind of stuff. So – um. When she was now okay, so again, here we go. So this is where it becomes difficult. Fifteen or sixteen years old. Yeah, she married her first husband. Now it it also depends on who, what source you go by. Sure. Yeah. Right? That. Yes. Yes. Uh, so his name was either Charles Bragg, Charles Braggs, or George Frazier. Fair. It's very similar. <laughs> but we're going to go with Charles. Okay. Yeah, Charles Bragg. Yeah. Okay. I mean yeah. cuz that's most of the sources that I have go with Charles, Charles Bragg. Yeah. So, uh she met him and married him when she was either 15 or 16. That's wild. They met at a linen thread factory where they both worked. Yeah. Oh, uh, child labor. Yeah, you know, I mean totally yeah. legal 15 god if I would have married my boyfriend at
0: 15 he's also gay and his name is Ryan and he wore Bugs Bunny sweatshirts tucked in imagine
1: um, anyway imagine. go ahead where would you be now
0: to <laughs> Ryan living in Columbus you would be wearing Disney Bugs Bunny sweatshirts tucked into his jeans and glasses and very cute but still yeah go ahead
1: for sure okay right <laughs> wild Uh, They met at the linen thread factory where they both worked, and because they had her father's approval, her father was super happy to get her married off, right? Um, They dated for just a couple of months, like four months, and then they got married. He was the only son of an unmarried mother who insisted on living with them, and (laughs) Nanny later wrote... I married, as my father wished, in 1921 to a boy I only knowed about four or five months who had no family, only a mother who was unwed and who had taken over my life completely when we were married. She'd never seen nothing wrong with what he'd done, but she would take spells. She would not let my own mother stay all night. So, basically... (laughs) I love it. Imagine if I would have tried to
0: read mine in an accent. I totally you know. switched accents like halfway through. I love it. No, keep going. This is like last week. It's going to be my favorite <laughs> episode again. Go ahead.
1: Uh, so basically, mom, like his mom, like he was a mama's boy, right? Sure. Like, yeah. and his Sounds like mom it. was like super overbearing, according to Nanny. Yeah, I mean, lived with him. Nanny yeah. really wanted, you know, the the romance of it all. And what she got was the mama. Yeah. It all, right? well, she was 15.
0: She probably wanted. Fucking any of it, but if she
1: was gonna be stuck doing it. I don't know at 15, she probably wanted all of the romance.
0: Yeah, actually, that's true. That's fair. Cause at 15, if somebody would have like come through and been like, I'm gonna marry you and take you away. Yeah. Even though my life was good, I still would have been like,
1: You're right, I sir. Mean, you I have,
0: need to get out of this.
1: I need to get away. Well, yeah. you have to remember, I mean, like, she wasn't going to school at this time, yeah. right? She was that's just fair. working. That's fair, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's you know, take her out of this terrible life with her terrible father. Yeah. Uh So, but because he was a mama's boy, uh, his mom took up a shit ton of his attention and pretty much prevented them from getting any real quality time together, you know, even though I've read that he said uh, that she was an insatiable lover and like constantly wanted to like, you know, get it on with him. But also she had. A really fucking crazy ass temper and that whenever she'd be pissed he would be afraid to like actually eat or drink anything that she'd serve him because he was afraid that she was gonna like do some shit Yikes! okay <laughs> so okay and also um during this time like so they had they had um they had some kids and uh one of the babies or two of the babies ended up dying.
0: Yeah. Like that mysteriously. A lot,
1: yeah. Like he left for work and they were fine and then oh. like came home and they were both dead, kind of thing. And it was all super very mysterious and everything. Um, but so he ended up like leaving her because he became convinced that like she probably like did something to them, even though she swore she didn't do anything to them. And so he took their oldest kid, Melvina. And moved away, right? He just took Melvina and said, "We're out of here. We're we're gonna go." Um, and uh, she and he, but he he left the baby. So,
0: no, I mean I get it. Like the baby's a lot to take care of. So yeah,
1: but I mean if you're worried about know, the mother but of your children killing your kids, also you, you don't really the know baby, you yeah. don't know the
0: baby that well. I just met you. <laughs>
1: I hate to say it, but like, like we just met. And then he has a relationship with Melvin. Yeah, again, I don't, don't mean established to be like a relationship. relationship. We just met. They've like been around a while. Like you're all right.
0: Yeah. Like you're cool. You're your baby. You know, you're cool. I like you, but like we just met. But you still
1: drool a little bit. Yeah. Just I don't know. to simplify things. We just met. So anyway, go ahead. Well, okay. So they got married in 1921, and he re- he left around like 1927. Came back around 1928. With another woman, um, oh. <laughs> and so they ended up getting divorced. And he's the only one of all of her husbands who actually made it out of their marriage alive. alive? Yeah. Okay. So after Charlie left her, yes, um, you know she, you know she, she was a pretty chipper lady. I mean, she got back up on her feet. Yeah. It sounds she like she was it. gonna try again. You know, right? she just kept chipper. reading that those romance novels and the lonely hearts columns and. I mean, she. Well, I kind of like that because you don't hear that a lot from women
0: in that time. Like, it seems often like if a man leaves them, it's like the end-all be-all. Oh yeah, I mean, so she is it's, not. It's getting a, it. Getting it's it yeah, to it get her down. It's at a all. fucked
1: story, and I hate you know how. Yeah. But also, like, you know, like <laughs> there's something to be said about her optimism. <laughs> Go yeah, like I mean, she is definitely the kind of person girl. who sees the world. As a half full cup, rose not cup of glasses. half empty. Girl, keep trying. But like don't keep murdering, but keep trying. I mean, honestly, like her story reminds me of you. Oh my fucking Evie! It's
0: it is no you. Evie. Evie, stop! First of all, first of all, fucking stop! I mean, no. Why is it me? No, not you. The show, you. Oh my god. I thought you meant like me. I was like, maybe, but no. Why? Oh, my, <laughs> my fucking God. I thought you meant the best ever. <laughs> I
1: stopped breathing from it because I was like, "What?" I thought the way I said you might have clued you in. On no, I, meant I thought you meant me. Show. So I was like,
0: I've never. OK, just to pro... like just to throw that out there for everybody. I've never murdered anybody that we know like, of. I was also like, what, but we that I can't even talk. Part of me was like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I did not I was in some pretty shitty situations, but then I was also like, wait, what? No. <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> i thought you meant me no i mean you okay, as the show the show you because Fair.
1: because you know i mean like he kills lots of people because he's just really trying to find he's true re- love he, it's he really is, yeah. a fucked up dynamic it's a fucked up show but it also so me by listen, the neck yeah. this is this is what she's trying to do she's just trying to find true love <laughs>
0: I thought I did think you met me as a person though, and I was like, well, uh, We need to." St-. I almost stopped the recording so we could talk about this for a minute because I do was we like, need
1: "Therapy?" Because I
0: was like, "Wait,
1: wait, what do you think wait, of me?" Really, but anyway, really? go ahead. So yeah, sorry. No, okay. So so after uh after what's his butt? Yeah, cares about him fair. anymore, right? He's gone. So she's you know she's continuing you know the lonely hearts yep. column. She's starting to write to men, advertising on there. Uh, one particularly interested her, and his name was Robert, A.K.A. Frank Harrelson. He was a 23-year-old factory worker from Jacksonville. Robert Frank, yes. Robbie yeah. Frank. Bobby Frank. Bob Frank. Yeah. Bob Frank. Bob Frank. Go ahead. Isn't he an artist? Bob Frank. Oh, that's Lisa. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bob Frank, Elise Frank. Anyway, whatever. So he sent her romantic poetry. She sent him cake. As one does. And they got married in 1929. She was a mere 24 years old, entering into her second marriage. Eight years. She had been married for eight years prior to that. No, you know what? That, that, Think that's about their that. That's her fault. She was a whole ass
0: child. She didn't need she to be married. She was a whole yet. ass that's child. Their fault.
1: Hi, hi, hi. Yikes. Okay. Uh, they lived in Jacksonville um, with Doss's two surviving daughters. Uh, after a few months, she discovered that he was also an alcoholic. Okay, it was and all. he had a criminal record for assault. Yep. But despite all of this, their marriage managed to last 16 years. Oh, wow. That's actually really long. That's longer than any relationship I've ever had. I mean, that's actually how long Amos and I have been together. Yeah. Is it okay. time for me to say goodnight to Amos? <laughs> Not in a murderous way. No, I'm just way. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, keep totally going. Totally joking. Um. So the reason she ended up getting rid of him, well, all of this will come out in her confession later. So we'll just go through her bio sure. and then we'll talk about her confession. So um, she's with him for 16 years. Yeah, she's with him yep. for 16 years. Over at Moving On. Yes. Uh, during this time, Melvina, her oldest daughter, the one that uh, Charlie ran away, yes. with uh, initially, um, she gave birth to a baby named Bobby Lee, Robert Lee Haynes in 1943. And when Granny, nanny, dolls Nanny boo, came to help, uh, after uh, after the baby was born, he died. Soon after, oh, that's okay. So, she's yeah, sus. She's so, Melvina, okay. exhausted from labor and groggy from ether, thought she saw her mom stick a hat pin into the baby's head. Later, she told her sisters. They told her how nanny had said the baby was dead, and they noticed she was holding a head pin or a hairpin. But the doctors could not come up with an explanation for the death. After this. The sisters drifted apart, and Melvina began to date a soldier. Uh, mom disapproved of the soldier, and while Melvina was visiting uh, her father after a particular nasty fight with her mom, uh, the baby died mysteriously under Nanny Doss's care. The cause of the death was diagnosed as asphyxia from unknown causes. And two months later, she collected the $500 life insurance she'd taken out on Robert. The mom did? Uh, No. The nanny did? Nanny. Fucking
0: nanny. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sus. Like it's super. Yeah, Yeah. Super fucked up. Yep.
1: In 1945, Japan surrendered to the Allied powers at the end of World War II and Harrelson, Doss's second husband. He was one of the many people who celebrated rather robustly. He got super (laughs) fucking wasted, as one does when Japan surrenders. Yes, celebration. And as one does when celebrating, he decided to rape his wife. Oh fuck! Why should you should have told me that before so I wouldn't sing? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is all terrible stuff. I know, but I wouldn't have sang. Go ahead. Well. Don't worry, because the next day after she was, you know, tending to her rose garden, she found his corn whiskey jar buried in the ground and decided "Hmm, kind of throw in some arsenic good or a little bit of rat poison. Sorry. And boom, he died. Like and the amount of arsenic that she put in his (laughs) like whiskey was something that would like it was like 10 times the amount that needed to be. Yeah. to actually kill a human being like it was but oh, some of that God. old grain shit probably was so brutal anyway like the grain oh God,
0: whiskey yes. or grain like alcohol that they probably wouldn't even like i mean now that i you know but like seriously yeah 100%. a sip of it would have been like Ugh! anyway <laughs> and that boy like the fact that you survive is miraculous if you don't it's kind of like eh, well, yeah, it
1: actually might have sweetened it up a bit yeah
0: Ooh, yikes <laughs> i haven't had it arsenic so
1: Anyway. Well, isn't that, I? Yeah, I don't know about sweetening, but it it's like a mild like almond flavor from my understanding. I
0: have heard it. If you dr- if you taste almonds, yeah. spit it out. Yeah, yeah, spit it out. Yeah. If you guys drink anything and taste almonds, spit, spit it, it out.
1: out. So she was traveling in Lexington, North Carolina, and that's where she met Arlie Lanning, and she met him within. She married him within three days of meeting him. And right again, it was through another Lonely Hearts column. You know, I mean, that's how she gonna meet her man. God, I just it'd be different if I liked men. I know,
0: but like, there's just so many men out there that like I could imagine like finding them on any kind of columns, but like also that, like being like, you deserve to
1: die. (laughs) Well, it turns out he was also an alcoholic and a womanizer. Um, but she also was disappearing for months on end yeah. during this marriage. Well, I, mean, like, I mean, and it sounds like, like from what I've read, it sounds like she was also pretty promiscuous throughout all of her yeah. marriages as well. Like she was looking for love. All over the place. Well, I not mean, just in her. Management. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: to be fair, somebody just like fucking around on you and cheating does not deserve to die. Somebody like raping you and like abusing, I, not that they even deserve to die. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on that, but like death is easier to swallow. But like just somebody fucking around and like being promiscuous. Yeah. No, and especially then, I feel like in the old times, old timey people, you all were fucking around. Like, let's be real. You were probably fucking around with the ether doctor down the street. Like, it's, you know,
1: yeah. Drinking that Coca-Cola. That ether. Drinking that Coca-Cola with the Coca-Cola cane in it. Right. Okay. Let's see. Where were we? So, yeah, so she was going out all the time, too, and when she was at home, she was, you know, a very doting housewife, but he died of what was said to be heart failure, and everybody in the town showed up at at, at his funeral to support her. I mean, she was the, you know, grieving widow at this point, but after the funeral, the house that they lived in burned to the ground it was uh it had been left to the landing sister so it had been left to her husband's sister instead of to her so shockingly it was burned to the ground nobody knows okay. how and shockingly also the insurance money went to nanny doss yeah she quickly banked it and left north carolina <laughs> but only after uh she killed uh his mom. Oh, fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was it's it was said that she died in her sleep, but uh, she definitely did not. Yeah. Uh and the sister, she also she also killed the sister. His, oh shit. The brother's sister, yeah. yeah. She also killed the sister who was bedridden and died. Soon. She was bedridden? Yeah, she uh, was bedridden uh-huh. and then she died. Uh she DOS, Nanny Doss eventually joined the diamond circle club looking for another husband she met richard <laughs> l morton of emporia kansas he did not have a drinking problem like his predecessors sure but he was a womanizer but before she could poison him she ended up poisoning her mother louisa on january 1953 when she came when their when her mom came to live with them and shortly thereafter he died about three months later, she so killed did him. she kill her mother by like on accident?
0: By accident? Or
1: I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. she killed anybody, anybody by, by accident. accident. Yeah, I mean maybe the first one. Yeah, you know she was just trying to teach yeah. him a lesson, get him a little sick. Yeah, and then whoopsie, yeah, he yeah. died. Oh, that felt right, good. Yeah. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> so
0: she killed it. She's fucking and everybody. Okay.
1: Yeah, she's all got, right. Yeah. Cool. Then. She met Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma in June of 1953. Now, he was not a drunk or a womanizer. womanizer. No, no, no. But he was a clean-cut church-going man. Yeah, okay. So, you know, he's probably even worse. Yeah. Worse than a drunk or a womanizer. Sure. Uh, And he he also, he disapproved of the romance novels. He didn't like Any of the romance type stuff that she was really, really into. Okay. And so he cut her off from all of that stuff. Um, And he got really, really sick at some point. The hospital diagnosed him with a severe digestive tract infection. He was treated and released on October 5th. Nanny killed him that evening in her rush to collect the two life insurance policies she had taken out on him. Now, side note, uh, she'd also taken out, She, I think she claimed four or five life, life insurance policies on Richard Morton, her previous husband, prior to this guy. But this last guy, the last husband, uh, Samuel Doss, uh, his death alerted his doctor. His doctor was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. This guy was young, healthy, blah, blah, blah. Let's do an autopsy. So they did an autopsy. And that's when they found a huge amount of arsenic in his system. And this is when she was arrested. Now, this is like kind of what kind of took her all the way down. Sure. Uh, So we're going to go to her confession, which is a trip. Okay, one of the things that she liked to do was she stewed prunes, and she would mix the arsenic in with the prunes to okay. the stewed prunes. Sure, and so she would make like prune cakes and apple cakes and things like that, and that's how she would like poison her victims and stuff, right? So that's probably the way she killed her husband was through a prune prune juice or prune pie, prunes prune- yeah. of some sort. So after, like, a few weeks of investigating, you know, her husband's death and they, you know, arrested her, um, she faced her interrogators with the equanimity on November 26, 1954, when she was arrested. She laughed at the accusation of being a murderer. She stated, my conscience is clear. I married these men because I loved them. (laughs) She told the detectives. I have never poisoned anyone. That she read a lot of love story magazines, and my favorite television programs are of amour. Seems she favored the sophisticated sound of the word amour.
0: Sure. Love, yeah.
1: I'm sure I'll fill my, I'll find my perfect mate yet, she (laughs) told the officers. All through the night and into the early morning. Oh, that was not supposed to be in an accent. Yeah. nope keep, keep going keep going alright so she kept telling the officers all yeah, night so long like, I did not I yet. did not I didn't do anything I didn't do shit and she'll find her perfect mate I I'm gonna that. find them it's totally yeah. fine I'm still gonna find my perfect mate. yeah that's man. the only reason they're all dead I just haven't found them yet I mean that's what every person says when their husbands just ended up dead sure. it's final I'll, and I'll find I'll the find perfect footing, one yeah. yet yep it's fine uh During the intervals of questioning, though, like throughout the night, she would remove her horn-rimmed glasses, stating, I'm not near or far-sighted. I only wear these for headaches. I don't know why they put this in this article. I've had terrible headaches all my life, or rather, from the time I was seven. That was when the train hit the buggy I was riding in, and I was thrown out. And then she smiled. And never once lost her composure.
0: That's why they put that in the article because it's a fucking head injury. And these are actually legitimate. Like, yeah. yeah. This is something to be thought of. Like with all these like murders, all the murders, there is usually some sort of history of a severe head injury. So. Interesting. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Okay. So after hours and hours and hours of all of this and all the different teams that had questioned her and she was still just not breaking, um, overnight, like the newspapers and stuff broke the story. And that's when like tips started pouring in about Nanny Doss, all kinds of information coming in about Nanny. And so now the cops have like actual information that they can actually bring in and, you know, interrogate her with. Right. So, um, during the next seven hours, like she would falter a little bit here and there. And whenever she did, she'd become really self-conscious and she'd start giggling. And, and then she would like say, Oh, I lied about that. You know, "like I lied about that. My bad. Yeah. (laughs) And at last she finally got weak and she finally admitted that she poisoned her husband, Sam Doss. And, uh, and she said he did it. She did it because he he was annoying her. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, they were only married for four months That's before she though. killed them.
0: There's I mean, nothing worse than annoying people.
1: I mean, so. to be fair, also, I mean, she doesn't really get to know these people very well before she marries them. You know, yeah. she knows them for two days and says, "Let's get married." Yeah. And then three months later, doesn't like them anymore and says, "You're yeah, not yeah. the one for me. Let's let's kill you." I mean, yeah. Maybe okay. she should have held off on the marriage part. Just, just a suggestion, but it's a little too late for that now uh so um sh- uh he, he he annoyed her yeah she she felt sorry for him um and eventually she realized that she, what she should be feeling is sorry for herself so she decided i didn't know what i was getting into so i'm gonna just get rid of him <laughs> yeah fuck that guy yeah
0: okay fuck yeah that guy. Of, right, yeah
1: Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, she probably couldn't have just divorced him. Well, I I couldn't do that then. To also be fair, I mean, some of the things that annoyed her were things like she had to go to bed at dark. And oh, fuck he, that, yeah. And he and she wasn't allowed to, like, watch TV or listen to the radio. Yeah, he had to go. He wanted her to only, like, focus on good Christian things and be a good Christian woman, right? Like, you don't need the radio. You don't need television. Yeah. You don't need your romance novels. You don't need a fantasy life. You don't need anything but me, a good Christian man. So clearly, he had to He go. had to go, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Got on her nerves. So she put some rat poison in his coffee. She apparently overestimated the dose, causing him to retch so violently that it sadly saved his life. So when she was nursing him back to health, she decided that since he's as mean as he ever was, she poisoned him again. Yeah. That day. And he died. Yeah. Okay.
0: So he retched it all up, puked it up. Yeah. And then she was like, "Eh, yeah, you're still a dick. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fair. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Uh so <laughs> yeah, when she signed that confession, uh she basically her final words were, "Now my conscience is clear." She claimed to have so then as she's telling the, the cops all of this, she she met she told them about meeting husband number 4, Richard Morton, the Uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, at a bus station. Yeah. He was 69 years old. Uh, After a long period of questioning, she admitted to poisoning him as well in 1953. The reason for his death was that he'd been making me mad. Yeah. Shining up to other women. Okay. And after she signed this confession, she again stated, now my conscience is clear. (laughs) I mean she had a very clear conscience. Yeah. I don't think that her conscience was ever not clear even after <laughs> like even yeah. before confessing. Like I don't I don't think she felt bad about any no. of them. So like the, the cops were kind of pissed. Like right they were like come on there's more here. Like yeah. let's get let's get some more. So um eventually she uh she admitted to killing her third husband uh, Arlie Lanning uh, he crossed the fatal line in 19- 1952 so I mean this is pretty Consistent, 1952 yeah. 1953 Consistent, 1952, yeah. very quick after so but he was again he was a womanizer yeah he started running with other women and so she had to kill him with poison and yeah. once again my, now conscience my conscience is clear, is clear. <laughs> Okay. So then they started talking about her second husband, yes. Frank Harrelson. Oh, wait, sorry, that's third husband. Uh fourth husband, I guess, was the one before. And yeah. whatever. Uh anyway. So Frank Harrelson, he um they were married in 1937 in Jacksonville, Alabama, but it's weird because Harrelson's brother says that they were married in 1945. Yeah, it's, so the dates are, it's that's the, the, problem the finding, same yeah. year as the year of his death, though. Yeah. So it's basically, like, the kind of question is, is, like, did she really wait this long or did she actually marry him and kill him that same year? Sure. Like, that's the only reason that that's kind of a thing, I guess. So, um, she, well, she said that she did n- marry him for love. Yeah, um, but it was a disappointment because <laughs> but I found out he was a jailbird and a drunkard. And then she enlightened them on that story. One Sunday, I was at my mother's and Frank's brother showed up stating that Frank wanted to see me. Frank had been out all night the night before drinking. She went to the brother to the edge. She went with the brother to the edge of town where she found him passed out from too much to drink. After driving him home and helping him inside, she states that he wanted me to go go to bed with him and I refused. Frank then replied, my God, woman, I may not be here next Sunday to go to bed with. After thinking about what he said, I went to bed, I went out, I got the whiskey bottle, I got out the flour bin in the kitchen, and I poured poison into it. I thought I'd just teach him a lesson. See, I'm changing my accent like crazy. I love it. No, stop. It's fine. So, but the next morning, the bottle was empty and Frank was sick. (laughs) Guess what? What? He was dead by Sunday. And when the investigator asked her, how's your conscious now? She said, my
0: conscious is
1: clear. (laughs) It's clear. All right. So, I mean, she pretty much killed all of these crazy motherfucking people yeah she confessed to several of them at least I, they say at least eight are that she did not confess to that are potentially yeah. out there I mean she denied ever killing any of her blood kin but again yeah. those stories are yeah. up for debate as well I mean she ended up dying in prison um, I, um She died in an Oklahoma prison for women, still looking for that perfect love. (laughs) The fact that she says her conscience was clear after all of it
0: means, like, to me that she, like... It was never not clear to begin with. Well, also, and she was never going to claim all those other murders because she was just trying to, like, not even clear her conscience, really, but, like, just to say that, you know, like... Sometimes people just want to, like, like she was making excuses. Right. She wasn't well, just being like, well,
1: fuck them all. I murdered all of them, and I'll murder again. Well, oh, she was just like, no, now I'm good. Now right. my conscience well, is clear. So here's the other thing. Okay, so there was a period of, of time in her life that's unaccounted for, right? Yeah. And it's believed that she lived in New York and Idaho during that time. Of course, and naturally. And possibly married to a man named Hendrix. But nobody really knows. Yeah. And... There's also another guy that, um, that she was, I don't, I can't remember his name right now and I don't have it in front of me, but like when she was arrested, there was another guy that she was actually like mailing, like from the lonely hearts club or whatever she was mailing with. And he had like sent her some things and she was sending him cakes and stuff as well. And like, after she was arrested, like they interviewed him and he was like, I'm real glad I didn't come visit her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's the problem with these stories there's it's almost
0: too much information but who knows what what's real and also there's big gaps so many so many gaps but yeah but oh my, such a fun nanny story boo-boo. the giggling
1: granny the, the yeah. i mean my conscience is clear my conscience is clear i'm good now my conscience is clear <laughs> i mean nanny i mean she's i i honestly that's the original black widow she's also the original optimist i would have to say yeah, that, yeah. i mean you don't believe in love? Well, Nanny she Doss did. does. She did. She was she looking for She yeah. believes in it so much, she will kill for it. <laughs> Speaking of love. Should we crush it? Let's get to crushes. Crush. Crush
0: you have a crush? Do you have a crush? you so creepy. you so creepy,
1: Nicole! Do you have a crush? I do. Do you crush somebody's I do. do you crush their head when you love them? Do you love them to crush their head? Do <laughs> uh...
0: Yeah, I have a crush, your crush. My crush this week is uh, Shalita Grant. Such a good crush. Okay, if 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 you guys do know who of she you. Is, Okay, so not me, as of me, you. The show you, you um this season, season three, which it's a great show in general. It so show good. has me by the fucking throat. It's I love Nanny it. Nanny
1: Doss's story to a <laughs> But um I mean really let's face it, Joe is Nanny.
0: There is, there's a couple characters this season. Uh, There's a married couple. Um, uh, Sherry. And Carrie. Sherry and Carrie are the best. And they're like super douchey. And it's really so fucking hard to like get into it. Especially them in the beginning. But you got to stick with them. And Sherry so ends bad. up Sherry ends up being my favorite character. One of the most the whole
1: three-dimensional track. characters. It's to be so funny. She's so one-dimensional.
0: She's so funny and clever. She gets so great. Her character, yeah. In the beginning, terrible. Terrible. But stick with it. And she's amazing. And then, so of course I'm obsessed with her. She's so fucking attractive like she's literally one of I, I don't know that another character i can't think of another character that would have been that attractive to you. even in the beginning when she's awful cuz you know that i generally like am, shallow, fall in love like, with yeah, yeah she's super shallow like attractive awful characters uh, sign me up but i found out in real life she is a lesbian and she's
1: married to a woman ah! and i almost I almost died. I almost died. I know when you texted me that, I got excited.
0: I was so excited, and it's so silly because it's like, oh, I have a chance, but I don't because she's literally married, and I just don't for many reasons. You but still also- have a chance. Oh my god, she's so. You totally have a chance. I know, right? She's gonna fall in love with me. She's gonna hear this and love with me. It's fine. She's so hot. She's gorgeous. Yes, and she's so funny and like <laughs> awful, and I love her, and I'm in love with her, and she's probably better, but also I look bad, so I don't know. What about
1: you? Tell me about your crush. I am going to crush on an oldie but a goodie for me. Okay. And that is Emma Roberts.
0: Okay. So speaking of characters that are, that is the exact same fucking crush as mine. Emma
1: (laughs) Roberts is the same. She plays the same character. I love her. I love her too. Oh my! And God. the reason I, I mean, the reason that I'm crushing on her is Screen Queens is one of my all-time. That's your Halloween show. Favorite yeah. Halloween like shows. It's so hilarious. It's yeah, so funny. American also Horror Story. Jamie Lee Curtis, but you've I done her a few times last yeah. year. <laughs> so I'm doing Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts is so
0: cute, <laughs> and not to mention she's her memes are so funny, and she's all over the place right now with them and. I don't know. She's perfect. I think I love her, and she's also great in American Horror Story. Yes, agree. Like all of them. I'm so into that show now. Ever since I watched, um, Cult, which ended up being, in my opinion, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, was American Horror Story Cult. Um, but she wasn't in that. But she's like been in the other ones, and she's so good. Oh my god! In the Witch season,
1: uh, one of my I favorite, love, yeah. her. Yes. love her. Yes, agree. American horror story all the way around.
0: Oh, so good. So good. In nineteen eighty four too. She's so good. So good. Yeah. Oh my god. American
1: Horror Story, the current season. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Oh my god. I cannot wait for the second half to come out. Yeah, so good. Well, actually, maybe it's already coming up. Maybe there is no second half and maybe I'm just behind on my episodes.
0: Okay. Well, fair. I haven't awesome. watched any of it. Yeah. So but I've watched um the some of the other so I've watched um Season one and season two which was the fucking hospital which was terrifying yes, and then season three is the witches yeah and then I watched cult
1: oh, okay but so I haven't watched the rest got of got them quite a few yeah
0: oh yes. so I've watched I've watched most of hotel too and that was really good yeah but awesome. um I want to watch Roanoke and I want to watch I want to watch all of them yeah want to watch all of them yeah I, them. Oh. Yeah, I love it. It's so fun. I love Ember. It's love good. Oh, yes. October. Me too. I can't believe
1: we have to say goodbye to
0: October. But you know what? We don't because we have one more
1: Murdery episode. We do have one yes. more Murdery episode because Murdery things keep happening. Yes. So
0: we're going to talk about homophobia and how it kills. Yes.
1: we are. So we got
0: another Murdery episode coming up for you guys. Yes. So so hold tight so on
1: that. So be Murdery next
0: week. Be Murdery. Be
1: murder-y. <laughs> but don't um, be a murderer.
0: But be murdery. Uh
1: if they wanted to find us on Facebook. Oh, like the natural enemy to all of humankind right now. Right. At queerdos. And <laughs> nice queer list. podcasts on Instagram. <laughs> same, same, same owner. Same so same, owner, same evil. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so reach out, leave us a message, uh rate, rate review, rate, review subscribe, subscribe, everything. And um, yeah, so we'll say murdery this month and we'll see you next week.
1: Weird. Stay weird. Bye. Always. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All
0: right,
1: murderers. I want to talk about me. I don't even know what to say. What was was Mm. it? It was so
0: weird. That was scary enough. Do
1: you want to talk about murderers? Yeah, (laughs) yes. I want to
0: murder myself after Mm -hmm. that. Okay. Let's get drunk. (laughs)